It's the First Amendment, broadband style. It's a safe, well-engineered, perfectly designed machine. TalkZone.com. Internet talk radio. TalkZone.com. You are entering an intriguing journey with spiritual lifestyle experts Keith and Charmé Amber, where you'll end up more at home with yourself, your behavior, and your understanding of life. Mastering Ourselves offers sound answers to life's tough questions so that life can make more sense to you and healthy directions become clearer. Keith and Charmé bring you over 80 years of seasoned experience. They pursue truth and insights that are neither left nor right, but spiritually sound and centered and can be used as a spiritual compass to help you on your path. Welcome to Mastering Ourselves. So... What do you think about blind loyalty? <laughs> it's really good for the one you're loyal to. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> oh, what a good answer. <laughs> what do you think about blind loyalty? It's really good for the one that you're loyal to. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> you know, there's politicians, there's religious leaders, there's... Uh, gurus and, and, and speakers and stuff, they just love that blind loyalty. Some of them, you know. So think of the horse and how the horse is uh, has blinders on and, uh, you know, so that he doesn't see anything peripherally. You know, oftentimes um, those hunches that something is off come in, if you will, peripherally. It's not quite like a vision thing, but it's sort of like a, a nudge in your head, a nudge in your thoughts, sort of like this little, this little ping that comes in and says, something's not right over there. Getting that nudge while you're eating your fudge. You know, and <laughs> thank you, dear. <laughs> and you just kind of go, hmm, and you know, you might even try to ignore it a few times because you want this thing to be good, whatever it is. Right. But it just keeps pinging and nudging kind of like peripherally in your brain until all of a sudden you go, you know, I've had this feeling, this bad feeling about this, and I'm finally going to deal with it. So when you put blinders on, you block yourself from those peripheral nudges. They are no longer with you. You've blocked them out. So you're talking about hunches or the truth or intuition or inspiration, they all nudge us. If we're willing to listen, we can get the advantage of their uh, extra sensory, extra, extra knowing of what's right to do. Yeah, nudges can come from all over the place. Omens. Omens. You that's know, right. like like for instance, you're driving along to a meeting. You've been wondering if this meeting was going to go well or not. There's a number of stop lights between you and the meeting. They're all red. <laughs> huh. I've had that happen. <laughs> you know, or conversely, they're all green. Or there's just a mix of some green, some red, a little mix of both. But if you're an intuitive person, you're going to go, those are like the nudges that ping in from the peripheral vision that you go, huh, boy, this is sure a smooth ride, or boy, God, it seems like it's taken forever to get there. Yeah. This reminds me of a time in my life. I lived in a small city, and I lived on one side of the city in a class I was going to. <coughs> on the up other side of the town, 
was not too long after I got off work. So I would like a ping pong ball. I would get off work, rush home, take a shower, wedge something in my face to eat, and race, you know, about five miles across the little city to the class. And, you know, inevitably I was going to be 10 or 15 minutes late. And so I was anxious. And I was fearing being late. I was trying to take every advantage not to be late. So as I was in that pressure of fearing being late, not wanting to be late, trying to do whatever I could to rush, cars would come out of nowhere, you know, for no reason, pull right in front of me. Uh, Every stoplight is a stoplight red. And then I finally realized after a few rounds, I said, you know, I'm I'm creating this. So in the middle of what normally would make me panic, I would simply sit back and breathe and say, I'm just going to be there just on time. Whenever I get there, that's on time for me. There's not, not anything else I can do for it. Sit back and take it easy. See what you can appreciate or enjoy and just be, go along for the ride. And when I finally did that, the cars opened up in front of me. The lights opened to green all the way. And it seemed like right when I strolled in the building, they would be calling for the meeting to get together. And they weren't waiting for me. I wasn't that important. So I was in uh, confidence and and okay and well-being consciousness instead of fear and rush and I'm going to be late consciousness. And that opens or closes the doors. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber. Thank you for joining us today. We are your spiritual lifestyle experts helping humanity wake up. One show at a time, Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. And the uh, Thursday show actually airs on CRN 6, if anybody's looking for it. We'd like to open the phone lines today. We'd love to hear from you. We're at 1-800-336-2225. You know, this whole thing of blind loyalty popped into my head and developed into a show based on a couple of little things that I was looking at in the What is Enlightenment magazine. This is founded by Andrew Cohen, of whom in a lot of ways I have a lot of respect for. I think he has an incredibly good heart. And he's doing some beautiful ego work uh, with people and himself uh, that I've not seen in a whole lot of places. Right. Um, I think he really cares. He really does care. I mean, he genuinely to his toes cares, which is what blows me why I'm so blown away mm-hmm. by the people that he surrounds himself Very with. Very interesting. And it that, is. that's a big deal who you surround yourself with. Yeah. And um the people he surrounds himself with you are know, not impressive. Well, this his uh magazine is called What is Enlightenment and Charmy and I oftentimes read it and point out to the other one what is not enlightenment in that magazine? You know, there's a lot of good stuff in here, but I finally, in this insight I got, realized the problem with the magazine. And I've actually approached them about this problem before. And they said, oh, yeah, we've been told that before. And I go, and? <laughs> but, you see, they're lost in it. They have no idea what to do about it. So it stays stuck. And here's what the problem is. They're owned by intellectual they have blind loyalty to intellectual. They're, they have it on a pedestal. They have it above all else. They have it to the exclusion of all else, of which I'm going to read a quote in here from Andrew Cohen himself that tells you why I say that. 
Well, you know, there's some religions that are in the, <clears throat> I call it cement head or meat head, of just intellectualism. Yes. And it misses the spirit. It, in, in, in fact, this magazine misses the spirit. I've read enough of it to know that they have not caught the spirit. And there's some, you know, quite a few psychologists, psychiatrists that are, you know, in that cement head thing. And you only go so far, you, you know, you can only sense so much of a person if you're in your intellect. But if you're in your spiritedness also, not in place of, but also, you can have your feeler sensing way around the curve that's hidden and, you know, might take you uh, a half year or, or 20 years of uh, psychotherapy before you get to it. If you have this intuition, if you have this deeper psychic connection if your heart's open more you can get beyond your head you can get into the genius realm of uh the clues that are hidden and you know a lot of the professionals are missing this uh in in all kinds of categories so again we're talking about blind loyalty and it causes what we call a hole and a hole is where you have a self-imposed blind spot a place where someone can come in and own you and you don't even see it or know it. So think again about the horse with the blinders on. And think again about all the different little nudges you get that come in, say, from your peripheral vision or your peripheral mind, that you're toddling along and all of a sudden you have something that, that pings in that warns you or gives you a hint that something something isn't right. So... When you have blinders on, you have, in effect, blocked those nudges. You've put a wall up to them. You're not interested in them, and you don't see them. It's amazing sometimes how somebody can come in and say, well, didn't you notice that? I mean, geez, it's like a neon sign. And you go, no, (laughs) because you had these blinders on. Remember the uh, lovely Afro-American star basketball player we uh, talked about several shows back? Yes, she was great. She said, family or whoever, you know, I'm going to follow those who support me. I'm going to surround myself and follow those who support me. I'm not just going to follow parents or teachers, whoever, who I'm supposedly supposed to. I'm going to follow those who actually support me. Yeah, and in fact, her family did support her, but if they hadn't, she would have readily walked away and, if she and needed to. And done her gift yes. and her dream. Yes. You know, when we have holes and blinders on, the dark can come through and influence us, and, and you're dumb to it. And the only way to not have the dark come in and influence you is if you remove blind loyalty and have your discernment up and ready. You know, we we think of discernment different than um, uh, skeptical. Skeptical is a complete wall up to everything, period. You're just skeptical. I mean, I've talked to a lot of skeptical people, and they got their arms crossed across their chest, and they're kind of maybe sort of listening to you, but the truth is their mind is already made up. Versus discerning people, they're listening, they're sensing in their body if it feels right, they're looking around in their mind if they see any related instances that they can uh, bring in to uh, either support or decline what you're saying. You know, Keith and I often will ask each other, what do you think of this? Now, you know, when we ask each other this question, 
we've already, I don't like to say made up our mind. We've already made an assessment. That's a good way to put it. We've already assessed, but we don't tell the other what we've assessed. We simply say, what do you think of this? And we leave it an open slate. And then we're interested to know what the other one has to say without our input, without our influence. And then when they came up, come up and uh, disagree with us, we go, why? Not, well, why, but why? Like, I really am interested in why. And then they say, well, this, this, and this. And you go, well, I thought about that and that, but I hadn't thought about that third point. Interesting. Then we start to mix. Well, what did you think? Well, this is what I thought, and here's why. Now, this is an open, discerning conversation where two people are trying to find the truth versus, well, you're not right about that. That's not right. You know, who can declare from one person to another what is right and is wrong except for your own perception? So when we're talking discernment versus skeptical, there's a genuine listening and a genuine sensing of what you feel to be right or not according to your truth. And let me remind you, as you continue to evolve, so does your truth. Each time you evolve and transform a part of you, so does your truth. So you want to be careful when somebody says, what do you think of this, to go back into your history and make an assessment today based on your history. Because your history probably isn't accurate anymore. You've changed. You aren't who you were back then. So you want to newly discern again today. And then you go, well, that's a lot of work. Well, it isn't so much work when you get used to it. You get that discerning muscle going and developed, and pretty soon it's pretty easy to do that, and it's not a lot of work all the time, and you're keeping current. It's a chaotic confusing world things buzzing by all over the place and discernment is one of the greatest things we need and you're going to find discernment only if you care to find the truth and practice it then discernment can grow otherwise you're going to be lost like everyone else you're listening to mastering ourselves with keith and Charmaine amber your spiritual lifestyle experts with sound answers to life's tough questions monday through saturday 7 p.m pacific 10 p.m eastern on crn when you get lost you're in harm's way If you want to give us a call, 1-800-336-2225. Ever wonder what a spiritual path is? Maybe you're on one right now. Take Mastering Ourselves host Keith and Charmay Amber's free quiz. Find it if you're on a spiritual path. Find out at www.masteringourselves.com. You'll be amazed at all the nooks and crannies that make up a spiritual path. Keith and Charmay Amber specialize in delivering unique, usable, and easy-to-understand, life-transforming information that can bring you inner freedom and peace. Check out Mastering Ourselves. Go to www.masteringourselves.com. Don't forget to take the free quiz. Jumpstart your spiritual path today.